Well, ladies and gentlemen, Ben Dixon here, super excited to have this next session of the DSEF video podcast series. Um, in this uh, season, we've been covering topics from women in leadership to D2C companies to the right team of people, the right executives uh, on the bus. And I, I am more excited than ever to have our guest um, here with us today. And before I pass it off to Gail, our moderator for our session, I've, I've had the pleasure of knowing Craig for years, uh, getting to collaborate on a number of, of projects. Um, but let me read you Craig's official bio before we bring him on out here and welcome him here to the call, because it, it's just too much fun to hear the the legacy and the, 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 the challenges and the good times and the bad times that Craig's gotten to see. There's so much wisdom uh, in what we're about to experience together. That's just such a gift. So um, for those of you that haven't met Craig Fleming yet, Craig started his 47-year career, 47 years, gang. Right? We, we kind of got to dinner together, Craig, when you hit 50. Like, that is awesome, right? In direct sales with Kirby vacuum cleaners, right? And as a representative knocking on doors, out in Lincoln, Nebraska, right? He was promoted to a divisional assistant uh, where he recruited over 10,000 people, ultimately building his own distributorship, right? He worked his way into the corporate office over 12 years, ultimately to oversee all sales training and distributor development worldwide with executive stops at Folder Brush during Kins, uh, Kindersley, right? National Motor Club, Entity Beauty, and, and then Melaleuca, he oversaw all recruiting and training activities, culminating in Inc. Magazine's top 500 companies while enrolling over 24,000 people monthly. So if you guys remember Melaleuca's big run in the 90s, Craig was a key member um, of that team, right? He left Melaleuca in 96 to become chairman and CEO of Media Arts Group and was just traded um, on the NYSE, building the largest art publishing business in the world around the artist Thomas Kincaid. Man, I can remember putting Thomas Kincaid puzzles together um, in the 90s and 2000s. That was you, Craig. Oh my gosh. I actually still have those. Um, <laughs> this is too good. Um, Craig appeared in the CBS television's 60 Minutes uh, with Morley Safer, and he's the founder and CEO of Direct Selling Experts, Inc., a global executive search and consulting firm that specializes in leadership identification. Their focus is direct sales, network marketing, MLM, party plans, social selling, and at Direct Sales Experts, they have spent a lifetime building relationships with the channel's strongest, strongest leaders. Many of the world's leading direct sales organizations seek advice and counsel on executive recruiting, leadership development, and succession planning from Craig and the team. Recently, along with his business partner, Terrell Tanstrom, helped publish their first book of its kind in direct selling titled Launch Smart, How to Build a Direct Sales Company, and most recently launched their latest book on Amazon titled What to Do, Where to Go, and what to say. You know, I, I got a chance to read that book myself and what a tool, uh, Craig. I, I love that you've created tools that can just bless uh, so many people's lives. So Craig, thank you so much for being here today. It is just an, a treat to have you here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here, man. Well, uh, let, let's jump right in for time. I mean, when, every time I get a chance to speak with Craig, you know, Craig's working with someone in Europe or working with someone in Asia or working with someone in the U.S. He's, he is Mr. Mr. Man all over the world. And so I'm just so grateful we had a few minutes to connect today. Um, now, the, these questions came from our panel um, inside of the DSEF. For those of you that are not yet members of the Direct Selling Executives Forum, it's a free invite-only community on LinkedIn and Facebook. We're mostly active on LinkedIn, gang, of Direct Selling Executives uh, that 
are sharing case studies and timely principles that are making a difference in people's lives. If you haven't yet gone to directsellingexecutivesforum.com, that'll take you right to the LinkedIn group. Definitely go and join, and that's how you get to participate in these panels and these speakers. And so the topics for uh, this session is all about building that key team. So we're going to pass it to our moderator, Gail, and she'll lead us through. So Gail, go ahead, take it on. Thank you, Sir Ben. Welcome, Sir Craig. And again, welcome to everybody who's listening on the podcast or watching our live stream. Today's episode is all about locating key talent to thrive. And our first question, Sir Craig, is where do we start? What framework would you suggest companies keep in mind when they're building out their mm -hmm. key executive team? Well, thank you, Gail, and, and thanks, Ben. Uh, appreciate uh, being on the call today. I think there are three main points that we want to consider. First thing is that you have to create an organizational chart. This helps the ownership to not only visualize the job function, but also to identify positions that need to be filled not only now, but then in the future. It also helps to eliminate the confusion throughout the whole organization on who's responsible for certain job functions. Uh, the second thing, would be a well-written and thought out job description. See, most people think the job description is primarily for the person coming into the job, while in reality, it forces the management team to better articulate the roles and responsibilities for each area of the business. And believe me, I mean, getting four to five management team members to agree on anything, it's not an easy task. It's that <laughs> process of, of give and take yeah. that really helps to define each role so that you don't have overlap and you know really confusion. It also brings clarity to the entire organization. And then finally, third, the third point is the organizational chart helps a company define a decision-making tree. In other words, who has the responsibility and the authority to make certain decisions. When a company has this in place, it eliminates paralysis by analysis and allows the right executives to make decisions quickly. I always had a favorite saying was speed, accuracy, and attitude. And if you can get all those to work, that works pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I love what you're saying there, Craig. I think that so, so many folks, when they haven't grown a business to something new, like a level beyond what they've experienced before in the past, we, we kind of all go back to what we already know. And and sure. and you what you already know becomes your ceiling. And the reminders of those basics, you know, I, I, I read a good book. We give lots of book recommendations on these uh, video podcasts. If you haven't yet read uh, Gino Wickman's book, Traction, out of Michigan, it's one I'd encourage people to read. When, when Craig talks about an organizational chart, uh, Gino's taught for years the idea of an accountability chart. And I love that spin on what Craig's talking, because what Craig was saying, the same thing is like, hey, we got to be clear on the responsibilities. And what it allows you to do is it allows that leadership team to LMA, to lead, manage, and hold accountable um, the people uh, below them in the chart for their specifics. And, and that those principles have been game-changing in companies that uh, I've been a part of and serve on today and have seen other clients change their world. And you have, you have no idea the confusion you allow in an organization until someone comes from the outside. So amazing, amazing points, Craig. Great place to start is getting clear on what it is, even if the same person's sitting in one or two seats or three or four seats in the beginning. That's good stuff. Yeah. And sometimes it's, sometimes it's just getting everybody in alignment so mm -hmm. that you're all kind of going in the same direction. So it's a great management discipline to have. We'll go back to you, Gail. 
So uh, we talked about the organizational plan and how to start. Now, what are the elements uh, that are must in the hiring process and the or onboarding mm. plan? Oh, that's good. Well, you know, now that you've got an organizational chart, you've got a job description and a decision tree in place, you'll now need to develop a standardized series of questions that you can ask each candidate. See, if you ask each candidate different questions, how can you make a fair comparison? So mm -hmm. the biggest reason people ask different questions to each candidate is they're usually just not prepared. So this causes poor hires and high turnover, uh, mm -hmm. something that most people try to eliminate. That's, that is such a good point. And I, I, I've, I've heard all kinds of numbers of like, the expense of hiring the wrong person uh, versus just taking your time to get the right one or working with professionals to get the right one up front, gang. It's worth every penny. You think of the energy and the opportunity cost on the business of of rushing the hiring process or just thinking you need to get a body in a seat and, and not doing the proper preparation. It doesn't move the business forward. The number one YouTuber in the world put out a piece yesterday about uh, hiring and firing. So little, I'll quote Mr. Beast here. Mr. Beast said, if you can't imagine them in your organization in the next 10 years, why are you holding them back from what's best for them? And most people haven't put the thought into, is this person really someone that could be a long gamer with us here at the company? Can this be a long time hire for us? And if not, why are we wasting their time and our time? Let's build an organization with people that are going to last I thought that was such a great thought from a young guy who's doing great things in the world. So, all right, Gail, what's the next question we had from the panel? Right. And I love what you said about um, the long gamers, Sir Ben, because the next question is actually, what pitfalls have you seen over the last year that you'd encourage corporate teams to avoid? Mm. Yeah, good question. So I guess the first thing, don't let one person do all the interviews. Make it a company policy that each new hire must be interviewed a minimum of three times, preferably by the person that they're going to report to, then that person's boss, the HR manager, or you know, if the owner is available and depending on the size of the company, have the owner interview them. This way you can check for not only technical skills that match the requirements of the job description, but also for culture, attitude, adaptability, and just kind of overall organizational fit. I love that you sh share that, Craig, that principle that I can have personally say that we've done, we have four people right now that people meet with, even at our software yeah. company. And, and that change has changed everything on turnover and who you have in that process. And I have found that to be true. And if that's a principle you haven't yet applied in your organization, gang, that is something like Hope you're taking notes. That's rewind the stream. If you're watching here on LinkedIn or you're on YouTube live, that, that one step of preparing a framework of having three, four people in your organization taking in the interviews that seriously is going to be a game changer for your organization. Thank you for those insights. Now, if there was only one new practice a team had the bandwidth to deploy, what would you suggest that they deploy aside from having multiple people interview um, a candidate? Well, you know, I guess my first suggestion would be to hire an executive search firm that can quickly, you know, kind of source and identify and qualify the candidates. 
and let them do all the heavy lifting for you and the pre-screening, you know, this way you're not wasting time with your current staff doing tasks that they're probably not really equipped to do very well. At our company, at Direct Sales Experts, we have a database of over 50,000 direct selling executives from all over the world that we can access within minutes. So this saves management teams time and energy and effort and really helps to kind of focus in on getting the job done very efficiently. Yeah, you know, Craig, that's such a good point. We we joke all the time on the software space. Why would you try to be a software company where there's already so many other great software companies out there that could do the work for you, right? Why, if you're good at telling sure. the story and you're good at leading your tribe or creating a product, do what you're good at and outsource the others. And and how many folks have we seen struggle over the years who think, oh, we're an HR company or we're a headhunting firm? Well, you're, if you don't have staff, like it, it can't be, you know, people. It's a critical part of every organization and it can't be the part-time, part-time role of someone in finance to grow the people side of your whole business. It's not going to work. And so if you don't have the actual full-time staff to be out there hunting and organizing the absolute best talent for your business, it, and even then, say you have one full-time staff, do they have the access and the reach and the resources? Someone that's been doing it for decades? Probably not. You want to give them the tools to win. It's as silly as saying you were going to code your own commission engine as saying, yeah, I'm just going to locate my own uh, staff long term. Like, can you imagine being like, yeah, we're going to create our own shopping cart from scratch. Like, we're not going to use all these proven ones that are already out there in the space. Like, no one would do that in starting a new direct selling company. And just how you shouldn't go out there and say, yeah, we'll just figure out uh, staffing needs as we expand and grow. Yeah, we'll hopefully hire someone who has some experience in Europe and in Asia. It's like, there's already amazing people. You got to hear this, gang. There are some of the best executives that would take your company to the next level that are exactly who you're looking for in a seat, they're employed. They're not normally unemployed. Okay, I want to just, just got to share this game. You got to know this. They are employed somewhere. They're not publicly on their LinkedIn or, or somewhere else saying, looking for work, open to work. The best ones are employed. They may be underemployed or overemployed or, or not a fan of the leadership at the organization they're in. And they may have secretly let the people who are headhunters in our space know, hey, I'm, I'm open to the right project if it was to come along. And you're going to never know that. You got to hear this for a second. This is a really important part of the podcast, gang. If you're looking at people placement, there's a specific person you need. Any of the costs or fees you pay working with a headhunting organization in this space, more than pay for themselves. Because you're going to get that doer, that person who's always been doing and is already doing and is already creating results in another company. But maybe they're not in line with the vision at the current organization they're at. Maybe they're not. Maybe maybe that organization hasn't been in integrity and to their core values and the way they run their business. And so they're they're looking for the next thing, but they're still feeding their family while they're cranking away where they're planted. And so you you want to get access to those people, and it takes relationships, it takes years, it takes all these other assets. And guess what? The good news is people like Craig Fleming in this world who have already done that work. And so I want to just share that for a moment while we're here on the podcast, gang, is that's the that's the value of working with a search firm uh, at the end of the day. And so you got to take a look at it. Definitely. And for our last question, I know that it was mentioned earlier that you've had a 47-year career with Sir Craig. Going back 10 years, knowing all that you know now, wow. what will you tell yourself? Mm. Uh, well, let's see. <laughs> I guess if I was going to do it all over again, I, I would think bigger. I would do more. I would act quicker. I would mm. dream bigger. I would be kinder. I would be more understanding. I'd probably work out more. <laughs> I have more compassion. 
I seek to kind of really understand people. Uh, we've got one life to live, and if if we do it right, once is enough. So as I enter the legacy side of my life, I want to continue to you know help other people. I found great my greatest joy in really listening to other people's stories and learning about their goals and their dreams and what they want. And uh, I get great satisfaction out of that. And I think that, mm. you know, kind of to build on a little bit what you said, Ben, earlier, companies will spend about $250,000 on hiring the wrong executive. So you think of all the things that happen when they hire the wrong person, how much time and energy and effort and manpower goes into that interview process and then the person doesn't work out, you've just wasted, well, around $250,000. So doing it right and having somebody like us help you to people that know people that aren't even looking at this point. Uh, I have that I have that phone call all the time where people call me, high-powered executives, and say, listen, don't let anybody know, but I am quietly looking. And so when you see the right opportunity that's, you know, coming down the pike, yeah, pick up the phone and let me know. Uh, but otherwise, I'm nobody will know that I'm looking. So yeah, it, we can yeah. save a lot of time and money for people for sure. Yeah, amen. And Craig, thank you for the way you've poured into so many lives. You know, I've gotten to see that over the last gosh, almost a decade of just stories, uh, people you've poured into, and where the industry is better for it. So thank you so much for who you choose to be in our space. You're, it's a treat and a treasure to have you here today and for in each of the different relationships we've gotten to touch over the years. So it's, it's just such a pleasure to have you here on the podcast. Thank you for making the time to be here today. All right. You bet, Ben. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me here. And Gail, thanks for all the great questions. So uh, I really enjoyed it. You got it. Thank you for your insights as well, Sir Craig. And thank you, Sir Ben, for always organizing the DSCF. I'm sure everybody learns a lot. And there were so many insights today. All right, gang, for those of you that are watching on the YouTube live or the LinkedIn live, and you haven't yet plugged into the community, I invite you to apply. It's free. Uh, join us on LinkedIn. That's where we're crazy active and apply as an executive. We There isn't a bunch of sponsorships or, or marketing things going on in this group. This is literally a forum where direct selling executives and amazing vendor suppliers share key insights on exactly what's going on right now, relevant in the space. We have little bite-sized nuggets of content that are really easy for you to digest, that are actionable, that you get to use in your life and your business right now. And nothing is gated. This isn't one of the organizations where you need to pay four grand to be a super member or 8,000 bucks to come to the secret club. None of that stuff is there again. It's truly a free organization where wonderful people are coming and sharing their thoughts. Um, our next session uh, coming up has a, an amazing guest speaker as well. So if you're not subscribed yet uh, to the podcast, whether you're on Spotify, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, please do subscribe because you're not going to want to miss uh, what we have coming up for you next. Craig, it was an absolute pleasure having you here today. Thank you so much for being on. Gail, thank you for hosting and moderating as always. Have an amazing week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye for now. Bye.